Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, this is our desire today. We pray that you would have mercy on us and make this our experience. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Please, you can have your seats. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, uh, good morning. How are we today? How are we today? Yeah, how are we today? All right. We give God praise. We're all looking bright and sharp. Trust that we all slept well. Please, let's settle down for the first teaching. Which will just take a few minutes. Amen. Glad to be alive. It's a it's a good day. It's a good day already. How many of us are truly glad to be in God's house today? All right, we thank God. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Are we ready for God's word? Are we ready? I can't hear you. I I believe I believe this will bless you. Um I've still not mastered how to give topics, so I'll leave that to I'll leave that to Bawali. But let's turn our Bibles to to Luke chapter twelve. Luke chapter twelve. Father, thank you for grace. Thank you for unction. We ask that you would make this conversation spiritual and effective. Let this word begin something in our hearts. And for some of us, let it strengthen what has begun already. And let your name be praised in Jesus' mighty name. So Luke chapter 12. Let's begin to read from verse 49 for for context. Okay, can we, do I have your attention now? So please, wherever your mind still is, please just call it back. If it's still where you are going after service, please call it back. If you're already dreaming of the food you will eat, after service, please ensure that nothing is distracting is distracting you. Amen. If you fought with your husband before coming, please forgive him. If you fought with your wife before coming, please forgive her. Ensure that nothing is distracting you from today's teaching. If not, you will just waste your time. And we don't want that to happen to you. So, Jesus is speaking here. He says, He says, I came to send fire on the earth. 
and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? This is the Prince of Peace speaking just for uh, avoidance of any doubt. Do you suppose I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five in one house will be divided. Three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Then he said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, Immediately you say, a shower is coming. And so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather. And there is. He now said, hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth but how is it you do not discern this time yes and why even of yourselves do you not judge what is right okay you can read the rest when you get home did you follow that um passage of scripture. Amen. So Jesus said the ending part. So I want to speak around uh, discernment with, with the help of the Holy Spirit but I just wanted us to read that context and just and just enjoy it. So I want, I want us to look at verse 54. You know, I don't know how many of you are like me but it was just this morning, for some reason, I had always um, glossed over this detail. I had always thought that Jesus was talking to the, the Pharisees and all the religious leaders um, of that time. Because he used, to, he used to yap them very well. But it just dawned on me this morning, as I was just reading it again, that Jesus was actually talking to who? The multitudes. We'll leave this for another day, but I think it's very symbolic. He says, then he said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west and all of that, he says you can can discern that, but how is it that you cannot discern this time? Amen. I think that we can all agree that, are you cold? 
some yes, some no. God will help you. That's all I can say. Amen. Praise God. But I think now that you know that church is cold, you can fit it into your fashion when you are coming. You could dress, start preparing for those of us that are going out of the country. You know, you can't be out of the country and be doing your hand like this. Everybody will know that you are coming from Nigeria. That's a very disgraceful thing to do. You have to blend and adjust. So, I think from your house, you can wear something that will help help your situation. We thank God for where we are coming from. It used to be very hot. Now, still not very cold in my opinion, but... <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, I think we can all agree that the times have changed. Okay? Naturally speaking and spiritually speaking. The kind of so naturally speaking for example, the kind of madness that you see all around. Some of it was not there 20 years ago, okay? People are now bolder with with evil. People don't I pray Nigeria never gets to a, a point where we'll see people uh, kissing on the road and doing, but I'm sure, I think we're getting there uh, small, small. Amen. But of course, it's still not like what you have over there. But the point is, evil is now um, bolder. Okay? There's more, people are now more bold with their evil. That's why you can't be, I feel that in this time, it's almost a sin to be, I didn't say it's a sin, but it's almost a sin to be shy. Amen. God is leading you to speak to someone and you are saying you are shy. What kind of shyness is that? Amen. You just need to see the implications If you know that this person can literally die, if I don't speak to this person, I assure you that shyness will leave you, will leave you alone. Or God is saying, pray for this person. He said, I'm shy. Somebody is about to die. You are saying you are shy. You know, you may not be able to forgive yourself for many days if something evil actually happens to that person. So the times, the times... Have, have really changed. And we must behave that way as well. When you, so naturally speaking, evil is, evil is, is bolder. You see internet, pornography, and all of that. I was, I was looking at a statistic and they were saying that every Every man has about faces about a thousand sexual suggestions every day. Do you know what that means? It means that every day that you wake up, you walk on the system and all of that, there are at least one thousand sexual 
suggestions, whether you're married or not. So that means that you must have a strategy for your purity, for example. You can't just freestyle and say everything is everything is, is going well, is going according to the will of God. Before you know it, the enemy will have you where he wants you. So the times have really, really changed. Naturally and then spiritually. And Jesus is saying here, he was talking to the multitudes. So he was talking to everybody. He was saying, how is it that you cannot discern this time? There are still many of us, or there are still some of us that have not discerned the time as God will have us discern it. And that's why we're having this conversation. Are you following this at all? And you need to be discerning. You need to be discerning. So I'm going to speak about three things, but the first thing is discerning the time, and then we'll speak about two other things. And I believe it will be it will be a good it will be it would have been a good conversation. So Jesus says, how is it that you cannot discern this time? So that means he expected them to discern the time. Let me tell you one of the things that will happen if you are able to discern this time accurately. One, you know I don't believe in or we don't believe in speaking above your heads. Anything that you cannot use is, is useless. One of the ways you would know that you are discerning this time accurately is that there will be an urgency with everything that you do, okay? Because there's literally, there's literally no time. And I'm sure you know that harvest, pastor says this all the time, I'm sure you know that harvest is time sensitive. If you drag your feet, you do anyhow, it will not be there after a while, okay? So, that's one practical way. So just look at your life. Everything you have pushed till tomorrow, till 2022, till 2023, till 2025. Only God knows where some of us will be by that time. Okay? You are not discerning the time accurately. If you discern the time very well, there will be an urgency about you. And you and this is very important because you know I told us the last time that how many of us remember that uh, don't leave me challenge that went viral last year and I was telling us that this is the real year of so that challenge now we're just seeing the fruits now. Of course I'm using that metaphor. This is the real year of of don't leave me. If you don't descend the time God will leave you. Pastor will leave you. Everything will leave you behind. Amen. Technology self will leave you. Amen. It's just like some people that use, by the time you cannot update the software on your phone again, you know that you have to believe God for a new phone. Amen. If anybody here has that kind of phone, I join my faith with, with your own. I won't say I will buy for you, but I join my faith with your own. Amen. It's even better you are using touch light phone. 
how can you be using a phone that you cannot update the software? You know, that's the height of embarrassment. Because they don't change those things. It doesn't change every year. So by the time you cannot update the software on your phone, it means that you are years, years behind. I saw a meme on Instagram. They said people that have a particular kind of Toyota that they shouldn't bother, I think 1993 model or so, they shouldn't bother um, bringing it for repair. They should just go and buy a new one. And some people were saying, ah, this is an insult, this is a bot. Technology has left them behind. Don't wait. I know you have watched that Left Behind series. Don't wait till that time. A lot of people are being left behind on a daily basis for many reasons, but one of those reasons is that they are not discerning the time accurately. Okay? So we must we must discern the time. I'm telling you, the times have changed. And you don't need to be, you don't necessarily need to be a prophet to understand this. You just need to observe, which is what discernment is. Okay? Discernment means that you, one of the literal meanings of that word to discern, it means to conclude on the authenticity of something based on careful examination. Did you hear that? To conclude on the authenticity of something based on careful examination. So, for example, people that are just anyhow, you will not, you will not discern. People that are not, I know we're all different the way God has made us, but no matter what your temperament is, you cannot be someone that does not have any time when you are sober. And I don't mean crying, but you are not someone that gives thought to a lot of these conversations that we have. You will not discern anything. You'll just be saying discerning, but your life will not show that you are you are discerning. And that's what meditation is. So no matter how sanguine you are, for example, it will never um, remove you from the people that should meditate on the word of God. Do you understand? Sanguino, um, what are the other ones? Melancholy, all those things, you have to be someone that is meditating on God's word. Not just on God's word, on events. Okay? What what was the, you know, Jesus said that all manner of sin will be forgiven, but there's one that will not be forgiven. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Theologically speaking, what is blasphemy? You know, those days some people will be afraid. They have sinned blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Very few people, fewer people get there. Not everybody gets there. But theologically speaking, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit means that basically you attribute the works of God to Satan. So God is working. But rather than give God the glory, 
you see that Satan is doing it. And in many ways, people are doing that. Now, I won't say they are are blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, but it's almost something similar. When you see men of God, for example, that are obviously blessed, and then you just, with one casual sentence, you just... You just wave it away. You know what people say on social media. And, and there are Christians that participate actively in those conversations. They are not, they are not discerning. Okay? You can't, you, can't, you can't see God doing something and you attribute it to Satan. You will never be discerning that way. So Jesus wants us to discern the time. Another meaning of discern, it means to separate, to be able to distinguish from a lot of things. Now, the obvious one that many of us know, you should be able to separate truth from error. Okay? Can everyone say truth? And let's say error. So, you're able to separate truth from error. But then there is another one that is Harder. You know, truth from error is depending on the error, visible error, that one is easier. But there's another one that is not very easy for most of us. Many people, many of God's people are still not able to separate what is primary from what is secondary. Okay? That's another level. And then let's take it a bit higher. Many people are not able to separate and this way you should be. This way you should trust God to be. Many people are not able to separate what is good from what is best. Did you hear what I said? There is truth, error, primary, secondary, and then there is good, and then there is best. This what these what some people, even though there's nothing like that. But this is what some people, this is one of the things some people try to say when they talk about um, the permissive will of God. There's nothing like that, but that's what some people try to say. And you must be someone that is able to separate good from best. In other words, make sure that at every point in your life, you never settle for less. And only God, many times, can define what is less for you. What is less for you is not necessarily, do you understand this? You see why we must all roll our sleeves and be actively engaged in this thing. There's really, there's literally no time to, that's why I don't understand people, how can you be, how can you be, and this, and, and I'm not trying to criticize or anything. How can you be focused? How can you be a serious person and you are a socialite? I don't even know what that English means. Christianity and socialite, it doesn't, it doesn't go. You know who a socialite is? Someone that is at every party. Whether you know them or not, you are at every party and you are the 
style icon. You are the fashion icon. So the blogs are looking for you. Everybody looking, okay, what will this person wear today? And that's how some people are literally popular. The only thing we know them for is socialites. They may be pushing drugs. They may be very shady people, but they are socialites. Okay? And there are people that are still in the house of God who still have this desire. You are not a very serious person. You need to, you need to retrace your steps. If your social life is still very, very vibrant, you need to, you need to rearrange some things. Amen. Remember what I said? Truth from error, primary from secondary, and then good from best. So, you, we're all getting to the level where not, a, not everything is sinful, but it's not good for you. One of the deepest statements that Paul made, he said that Jesus, I'm paraphrasing, I think he's in Philippians. Are you, are you getting blessed? Yes, he said that Jesus has apprehended me. He says now, I'm paraphrasing. He says, now I am, I am laboring to ensure that the reason Jesus apprehended me is not defeated. So, that Jesus apprehended me is step one. It doesn't mean that what he necessarily wants to do will be done. And one of the reasons it's not done many times is because people don't have discernment. People are not able to discern the time. And please don't assume. Remember what we say. Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. Stay with God. Stay with the word of God till you discern the time. That's why I don't believe in jumping up and down. It's good though, but it's not the first thing. If you are just jumping, of course, not just that you will come down. After a while, you will sit down. Amen. And I mean that physically and spiritually. I know someone that is sitting down spiritually is not in a good place. You can say we are seated with Christ, but this one is not, it's not a good, it's not a good state. Okay? So we must discern the time. If you don't discern the time, you won't be able, for example, this, the time that we are in now, spiritually speaking, it, it requires a certain amount of spiritual energy. And if you don't discern the time, there won't be supply for that energy. Do you understand? There must be raw fire burning in your soul. And you either have it or you don't have it. And you must, you must be humble enough. So what happens many times is people see someone that 
has it and they just try to they just try to flow but after a while you will understand that this thing the battle is not to the to the strong neither the race to the swift if it's not there it's not there and when i was saying jokingly about this is the year of don't leave me that's what will happen to a lot of god's people hopefully not you it's going to get to the it, we're getting to a point where people will just begin to find their level you just respect yourself nobody would tell you because you see you see the demands and you are not able to you are not able to to cope remember what one of the instructive things we said at SOD. And that's why I think it's instructive that Jesus was talking to the multitudes and not just to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was telling them, so at SOD we said that the next move of God or the next revival is not going to be about one person, about one star. How many of us remember that we, we said that? It's not going to be about one star. It's a people uh, revival. Different people coming into their own. And it's very, very beautiful. And it's instructive that Jesus said that to the, to the multitudes. So it's not just an exclusive, exclusive thing. So all of us can discern the time. It would be a very sad thing, for example, in this church now, if only 10% descend the time. After a while, what will happen? Those 10% that descend the time, it will look as if their own is too much. And you will just be, you won't know when you are murmuring in your heart. These people want to kill us. This, 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 there's no time to, but it's not really their fault. The fire, the fire is burning. And I'm telling you, a lot of people have lost their fire. So you see that fire, it doesn't necessarily always show on your face, but it will always show in the direction that your life is going, the things that you give your heart to, the things that you give attention to. So all of us under the sound of my voice your ability to separate your ability to distinguish must be must be on the rise. For example, you don't you've lived on this earth long enough to know hopefully that some things are more important than some other things. Do we all agree on that? Now, you know you can agree mentally, but even though you know it mentally, if your heart is not seeing anything, it will always keep pulling you, pulling you the other way. So that's why good intentions are not enough. And I'm telling you, one of the ways to access the supply of the Spirit in this time is to discern the time. And then God will come, the Holy Spirit will come, angels will strengthen you 
forget about perfection, but just discern the time. Even if all you know is that God, God does not want us to be lazy in this period. It will count. It will help you. If all you know is that there is harvest and you believe it, it will count. Do you understand this? And everywhere you go, you are looking at at harvest. I started going to the gym. And every time I go there, all I see is harvest. I was telling for me, I said, these people, God will help me. If I can just corner one person one day, they will know that not everybody that is coming here is just coming to do gym. And it's already happening small, small. I have to tell you, I said, don't call me and expose me. I'm undercover. Don't call me Pastor, <laughs> don't call me pastor Obi. Don't. He's relaxed. I wanted to expose me on, uh, on Friday. Well, just, ah, I, was, I was telling him, uh, but he did not, he did not get, the, get the message. Amen. Amen. Of course, eventually, eventually they will know. So now they already say, oh, yeah, you're so soft. You're so gentle. We're already, we're already entering small, small. By next week, we'll take it to, to phase two. I've told them now that I'm a therapist. So what I want to do is, is all of you that have problem after gym, from there, we'll be. So we're already, and I'm trusting God that I would bring a harvest from that, from that gym. So gym is not just, gym is not just gym. Amen. They're always laughing at me, but I'm, I notice I'm already making an impression. Because after 10 minutes, sometimes I see if I want to. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Amen. But we're getting better. We're getting better. Amen. Amen. But the first day I went, ah, it was not funny. But all I can remember, because Pizak is my number one critic. Um, no. Critic is my number one enemy <laughs> on this my gym journey. So I was just remembering him. I said, No, I cannot, I cannot quit. <laughs> Amen. I missed this call one day, so I, I called him back. So I told him I was at the gym. He said, Ah, this gym, Sha. <laughs> he said, Sha, we not join. I said, Come and join, come and join. Amen. So I'm already thinking about, about the harvest. And the harvest. Is ripe when you hear the com- the conversations. You see the the emptiness. You see, it's just, and they feel they are they are enjoying, and all of that. We must discern the time. I believe very strongly that for everyone that will step out in faith, this year you will be you will be a soul winner, and it's not very difficult. As you pay attention to those opportunities that God gives you. Amen. Don't leave it, don't leave soul winning for, for daddy Gio. You will be ashamed in heaven. Amen. Don't leave it for Pastor Zach. Don't say, I'm not an evangelist. The Bible says, do the work of an leave office. Leave the fivefold first. It says, do the work of an evangelist. Amen. 
Ladies, some of the guys that are, are toasting you, convert them. Amen. Even though it's, it's, it's delicate, don't let them convert you. But at least you can make, you can make an impression. That's why I, I, I don't believe in if a guy is talking to you, whether he's your spec or not, I don't believe in you are saying no and you are saying it angrily. You have already lost. Amen. If you believe you are, has someone ever told you no before and you felt good? Because they are smiling. They don't ruffle your ego. Amen. Some can even be adjusting your tie. But they are telling you no. Amen. Are we together? They can help you adjust the tie. Adjust the... If you are wearing glasses like me. And he's so gracious. So... If anybody is talking to you, don't just say no. You are not a tout. Amen. You are God's daughter. Be gracious about it. And in that graciousness, you can, you can sow a seed. Amen. We're still talking discerning the time. Amen. There is harvest all around us. But we must, we must be able to discern the time. The next thing, very quickly, you must discern the people that God has put in your life. Believe it or not, not everybody has discerned their pastor, for example. Some people still see their pastor as that my former classmate. And if you are like that, you will never be able to, to receive. And as I was thinking about this, scripture came. The Bible says, henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. Amen. What does that mean? Let me read it to you from another, from another translation. This is the J.B. Phillips translation. It says, this means that our knowledge of men can no longer be based on their outward lives. Indeed, even though we knew Christ as a man, we do not know him like that any longer. For if a man is in Christ, he becomes a new person altogether. The past is finished and gone and everything has become fresh and new. Amen. Our perception of men, especially the men that God has, now all men generally, but especially the men that God has placed in your life should be based on what God tells you about them. Now this sounds very simple, but you just need to interact to know that not everybody sees people the way God sees them. And we all need to we all need to walk at this. We've said it over and over again, 
but it's part of the things that your heart must be able to separate. You know, that word separate, it's a very delicate process. It's not something you do casually. That's why you will still see some, for some of us that they say we should not be eating foreign rice. We should be eating Nigerian rice. But you see that in many of those Nigerian rice, there's still a lot of stone. Because they don't even have money to buy the, the separating uh, machine or what. It's very expensive. So there's a lot of stone and they leave you to yourself. If you will not have sense to separate it, that's your, that's your business. Amen. I think it's getting better, but there's still a lot. So it's not just go to the market and say, give me rice. You might just be eating what would damage your organs later. So separating is not very, it's not very easy, but you must become a master at it. These are some of the things that power power our lives. Because the men that God sends to us, many times, they are not perfect. So if the loudest thing you see is the imperfection, the, the enemy knows what he's doing. The whole plan is to stop you from receiving what you should receive. So he brings up all these things and people are not able to separate or distinguish and then they just bundle everything together and they are where they are. Do do you understand this at all? You must discern your pastor. You must discern your friends. Okay, There are people in your life that you need to ask God. You need to, if you need to pray, please pray. You need to, you need to see some people, how they are in the spirits. And then your brain would reset. So you are playing with them, they are playing with you, but you know that this person is, that's why a lot of people just freestyle. You just believe that everybody is your mate, everybody is, you understand? But of course, we're not saying that um, to, from a place of superiority, but not everybody is your mate. And then, even if they are your mate, physically, now the game has changed. If God says, this is the person that will bless you, this is the person that will bring you into certain seasons of your life, you had better adjust accordingly. So we must trust God to see people the way people see them. And every time you do that, you, you can't be stagnant. Peter did it. He saw Jesus. He says, men say you are this man. He said, what do you say? And he said what he said. And immediately, a switch happened. It was no longer... Um, Simon the, the fisherman and he became Peter the apostle. That was the day that something majorly happened to him. But in that, it's very interesting, in that same um, chapter, few minutes down the line, 
He stepped out of spirit again, came into flesh, and said, you will not die. And Jesus, Jesus rebuked him. It was in the same chapter. So you see that there is actually work involved in seeing people the way God will have you see them. It's not a casual thing. And if you would get this, I assure you, your life will be 1,000 times more meaningful and more impactful. That's why some people don't wait for, you know, it's very embarrassing. Someone has been with you all the while. Don't wait for people outside to descend the person before you. That's what happens when people wait. When the accolades start coming from outside, then they now, so how are you different from a Yahoo Yahoo person? Amen. Because you've seen the accolades are coming, so now let me adjust. But that's not the way God has planned it. So we don't know ourselves after the flesh. And I want to encourage you in this season, please discern your pastor, discern your leaders. Amen. Because that's how we receive. You understand? You must see them as God will have you see them. Some of us will have dreams. Some of us will have whatever. I remember one of us telling me, I was just, I was just laughing that day. She was telling me, say, ah, you, Pastor Obi, the way you'll just be doing. I've seen you in my dream before. Ah. And every time someone tells me they've seen me in their dream, my next question is, is he a good dream? Because me and bad dream, we don't have... We do have a relationship. So I want to get this like, oh, there was money in the dream. Yes, I like that kind of dream. There was, God was a hair. I like, oh, not that God is bringing judgment. I don't want all this kind of. And then a few days later, she, she shared the dream. And it was, it was a very good dream. And I believe that has kind of shaped how she relates with me and all that. So please, don't be a carnal person. Don't just... Relate to people what you see outwardly. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Some people, are, some people are short physically. But believe it or not, do you know that there are people that relate with people based on, on how they look physically? I don't know how we got here, but a lot of people are here. You just believe this, this short person cannot be, be my leader. He cannot be talking to me anyhow. Amen. Or someone that doesn't dress well and all that. But you must discern people. Very, very important. You must see people. It's part of the discernment that would make you more fruitful. You must see people how God would have you see them. And then the last point is you must discern yourself. Amen. Amen. A lot of us don't discern ourselves. You don't believe in yourself at all. Amen. Don't let the loudest thing about, especially if you're now 
born again. If you are not born again, no problem. But if you are now born again, don't let the loudest thing about you be where you are coming from. Then how do you connect that to your new identity? Amen. Hallelujah. So you must discern yourself. So that scripture is not just seeing other people, knowing other people after the flesh. You can know yourself too after the flesh. And that's why God will be speaking to you, telling you to do something. The only thing coming to your mind is all the reasons why you can't do it. Amen. And we see that we see that in scripture. You see that in the life of Gideon. You see it even in Moses. But thank God, God is patient. If you remember that encounter, if I was God, most likely I would just leave him alone and go and look for another serious-minded person. Because he kept on rehearsing why he couldn't do what God was asking him to do. And this is why some people will never do anything, be able to do anything great or be anything great for God because they have not discerned themselves. Okay? You are not as useless. And this is in spite of your failings. You are, and this is not, you know, this is not one of those motivational um, quotes. I don't like those people. I've told you before. If I have my way, I'll be arresting them one by one. Because they've put people in bondage. Someone sent me a meme. I couldn't share it because there was abuse in the uh, reply. But he was talking about something about uh, if you have a Bugatti, Bugatti is only two seats, something like that. The person now replied him, but that people on Okada too. Okada has two seats. So what are you saying? So a lot of these motivational people, I don't, I don't like them. So this is not one of those motivational um, things. But you must discern yourself. You must have enough faith. Do you know that God believes in you? Do you know? Do, do you do you believe that? And many times more than we believe in ourselves. Okay? More than we believe in ourselves. So, and, and this happens a lot of times. Let's say, some of us, sometimes we come, you come to church, you know that you are not in a very good place. Only God knows the atrocity that you just, you just finished. And then like that, you still have faith to come to church. But your prayers are, God, please don't disgrace me today. Don't let anybody see this. Don't let anybody... You know, some people have word of knowledge that disgraces, embarrasses people. Okay? Some people, and they take pride in it. Some people just... You, you are coming from a man's house now. And you can't say the man of God is lying. So you just put your head... Just put your head down. All those, I don't know, but we shall experience all those kind of things. I, I remember being under administration and the man was just calling 
And I was just looking at the girls around me like this. <laughs> now, for my church, I thought I was dealing with holy people. He was just exposing, and everybody was humble and gentle. <laughs> and then what he and then after he said, he said he that he said he has calmed down now. And I was looking. He said before that it used to be so bad, he would tell you the color of the pants that you were, you were wearing. And I was just looking at this. But a lot of people were exposed. A lot of people were exposed that day. So you commit all that atrocity or whatever, or maybe you just even killed somebody. And then you just come. And then you think that that's what will, and then maybe the pro, maybe someone now, maybe that day Pizak now says he wants to prophesy, and your heart is ready, your heart is ready beating. But then he prophesies something entirely different of where God is taking you and all of that, and you are just looking at yourself like this. That's God for you. Yeah. He believes. That's why we follow him. People don't... Sometimes if you even tell some pastors what you have done, you will leave them more condemned than you, you enter there. You now be asking yourself, who sent me to this, to this man's office? But God is not like that. So you must discern yourself. You don't know yourself after the flesh. Everybody that would know themselves after the flesh in this time is going to pay dearly for it. And that's why I started by talking about discerning the time. Everybody that would not discern themselves, I'm telling you, you will not do, you will not achieve one thing for God. Even to pray, you will not be able to pray. But you have one hour to pray. By the time you use 55 minutes to confess sin, where is the time to intercede again? Sin that you probably see do tomorrow. So you confess, 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 confess. There is no power. Every, everything, any little thing, you are already on the floor. So we must discern the time. We must discern the people that God has placed in our lives. And then you must discern yourself. And I believe that God will bless you as you do this. We'll, we'll pick it up some other time. But I believe you've been blessed. Yeah. Alright. God bless you. Um, let's invite the worship team.